from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's Podcast, episode 247, Ryan and Grub Face the Suck. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome back, everyone. Uh, yeah, so there's... <laughs> I'm not going to keep in the wings too long, Eric, um, but I do have to preface this by saying we were supposed to have a full cast of people tonight. Like, it was supposed to be John, Robert, myself as host, and then Eric Grubb, who is with me on the show right now. Welcome to the show. I won't keep you in the, the wings any longer. It sounds to me like somebody's got a case of the Sposedas. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was supposed to be four of us on tonight. And then Robert bailed. Uh, lots, lots of things happening. I think John is just out there toy hunting for more people. I think <laughs> I, Turtle King. He's, he is the Turtle King. Um, he he's become like the Turtle King Santa Claus for people. <laughs> God, I finally uh, yesterday saw something new, something new in Target around here, and they finally put up some of the Galactic Edge uh, uh, okay stuff. Yeah, but it was yeah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. This is the first new thing I've seen this year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're not getting anything around here. No, there's and like so there's stuff around the area that I'm in, but the Neotech guys who I had on recently, like that organization, like just like swarms stores as soon as they hear something's at something place, like that that stuff's gone. Yeah, <laughs> the DC Star Wars Collectors Club, which is. You know, it's really Maryland, D.C., Northern Virginia, even really central, you know, closer even down towards Richmond. Yeah. Uh, same thing. It, it's those guys that are like every single day prowling shelves everywhere. And, yeah. and, you know, they're only looking for Star Wars stuff, really. Yeah. But, you know, so I see photos. There's stuff around. It's just, yeah. For whatever reason of where I am just out of Baltimore, there's, there's yeah. very little. But man, I could not be happier for John when he finally found the Baroness on her motorcycle. 
Um, like that was just, I, he said he was in tears when it happened, when he finally came across her. Cause that's what he was going out for. Like pretty much every day was to try to find the Baroness. And all I, all I can picture is that, uh, look at seventies commercial with the, with the native American, just <laughs> one tear drop <laughs> his face with John, just only put John's head in, head in that placement. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, it was just like, he, and he kept going out and, and finding stuff, just not finding what he was looking for. And, uh, I know with like JP, who we've, we've had on the show before, like, and we see at conventions and everything else, like he, he has like a mountain of stuff that John found for him, which is awesome. Um, he's found stuff for me, he found stuff for you. Uh, I know he just recently found stuff for Chuck. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just been, like I said, he's like Santa Claus, but he's the turtle king because the stuff he finds the most is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. <laughs> It's like every time he goes out, he finds something. And I literally have seen one box with a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, like, he, he's found eh? every new thing that's come out. He found Casey, uh, the Casey set. He found the April O'Neil set. He found the Slash with Leatherhead. He And just recently found the reissues of uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, I think it was today he sent us that photo. Yeah. He's like, do you guys need this? And I was like, no, but... Jesus. <laughs> I have this one already. <laughs> um, but those NECAs are pretty sweet. I mean, and uh, some of the ones that they're going to be coming out with look, look pretty sweet. I'm very excited about Splinter when that finally happens. So, Yeah, I think Splinter and then the Triceratons will probably be the end of the line for me with that one. I, I agree. I think the only other thing that could get me doing well there's a couple other ones i'm interested in i am interested in the fly version of baxter baxter stockman oh yeah i, f- I forgot about him maybe him yeah. with some mousers because yeah at that point, i was gonna say i want him with some mousers for sure i think they have a lot of the, the original toys when the yeah. when the, the 80s cartoon came out so yeah. at this point i think it's actually already exceeded how many of the toys i had yeah but they're all like to me main characters so right. like i kind of want that and you know the leather leatherhead and 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 slash, uh, slash and then the, I think there's a whatever the I almost call them Mecha Godzilla the the <laughs> Mecha Turk uh, metalhead yeah metalhead thank you because yeah. uh, leatherhead metalhead Jesus because you've been <laughs> like I don't have any interest in those because I never had them as toys and even yeah. though I remember them in the show I'm like nah I'm, I'm good yeah I liked so, uh, I liked metalhead um, I I got slash and and leatherhead uh, the the show versions of them are not my favorite, but I like them. Um, I actually like, really like what they did with them in the current comic series. So, um, yeah, I was about to say if they, if they did, especially slash in the yeah. oh, oh. absolutely. Yeah. He's amazing looking. Yeah. I, I love that. I love the current version of slash. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the only other one that I could see where I would be like, oh yeah, I would be, I would be in for would be like if they did uh, a big version of Krang inside his bodysuit. Like, yeah, I, that would be, that would be neat. Yeah. But then, like you said, then, I, like, then that pretty much sums up everything. I know there's a lot of other weird characters that came out. I don't need like, Bondo Gecko. Okay. No, like, I don't need Bondo Gecko. <laughs> I don't need, um, I don't need, uh, what's the one that's just like a brain or whatever. No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's like all these other ones. Like, like you said, if they did some of the ones based on the current comic, maybe like Old Hob. Yeah, say old, be, old Hob. Uh, what's the one. what's the uh, the hermit crab? That's oh like yeah, soldier yeah. That has yes. the dumpster on his back. He's great. Uh, I yeah. like and I like uh, Alapex. I would get an Alapex yes, one. and uh, the 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 hawk. Oh yes, uh, um, it starts with an A. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, there's the the hawk bird, the shark, and the shark. shark. Yeah, who can see with radar? Yes. So, um, but yeah, like some of those, that would be sweet if they looked like those versions and everything. So, um, but that's again because I'm like like you're saying like I'm tied to those because I love that comic series so much. Um, But yeah, as far as the cartoon series, I'm like eh, I'm pretty close to being done uh, with stuff. Uh, Splinter is the key one. Like, if I only got Splinter, I and couldn't find the other ones that I would want, I would still be extremely happy. So, so do you think because of they they had that photo of the uh, the the back not the back whatever the display stand that's that three level thing that NECA put out or is gonna put out? Do you think because they had they had Baxter and they had Splinter in that photo? Do you think those two are coming in the same pack or? Is Splinter coming with another foot shoulder, and then they're what, what did they put with Baxter? I don't know. So Baxter could come with Mousers, of course. Um, yeah, but I feel like that would seems to be because with all the two packs, it's like right. you have to give him a lot of Mousers in order yeah. to make up for. Which I personally I would be okay with because I like a lot of Mousers, but um, but I I would love it if they did Splinter with Baxter, like and just like a couple Mousers in there. I think that would be awesome. Make it easier, that's for sure. Um, yeah, the Triceratons, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like ideally, I see that as being a three pack where you get all three color variations together. I almost, pack. I almost feel like that was planned to be a convention exclusive somewhere. The could Triceratons, be. yeah, especially, it, especially if the three pack is the idea on it. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, that's that was, uh, and the, the Triceratons a whole spe- special place for me because. That was the first villains I read against the turtles was the Triceratons. Like I, that was my first exposure to the turtles was I read the comic arc that introduced the Triceratons. So yeah, for me that was that was my favorite of the toys was the Triceraton. Yeah, even though the three figures of the Triceratons that we've seen, none of them look like the actual toy. They're variations on it. So which is which is a bit unfortunate, but yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, and then I saw some other toys that are starting to, to be released, uh, like pre-orders and stuff like that. Like I saw the Back to the Future cartoon uh, figures, but they're like you have to buy like a case of them or something like that. They're like crazy expensive. Um, I didn't even know those were coming out. Yeah, so uh, well, you know the Back to the Future cartoon that they did. Uh, yes, I remember. Back, yeah. I, I, I think I've seen an episode here or there. I yeah, know. but yeah, they're doing. Uh, figures based on that look and i was like oh they look really cool like i wouldn't mind getting a a marty and a doc and einstein like that would be kind of sweet but they're like they're like crazy expensive and i'm like i i'm out (laughs) um and then there uh i saw there they are coming out with speaking back to the future they are coming out with like uh super realistic versions of marty and doc and stuff and i was like okay i'd be up for those you know this is a weird i think i've had a discussion with you in the past about back to the future. Like, yeah, you know, I like the movies. They're fine. Mm-hmm. I, I like the first one, the best out of the three of them. But for some reason, I always feel like that trilogy should be bigger to me. And yeah, we did not. talk about and that I, one time, I, not I on the know. show, but we talked about it in text messages once. So. I, I think, I think the thing is, is I think it's because like all of my friends growing up, nobody was, I mean, people liked the movie and people maybe have owned it on, on VHS or something, but it wasn't, it was always overridden by G.I. Joe or Transformers or Robotech or, you know, something like that as opposed to, you know, it's just one of those things where I can't explain where, you know, I I feel like it's right up my wheelhouse. Yeah. 
it just for whatever reason just never really you know and i think for me it was, yeah i think for me it was because that was my first time travel movie uh where stuff you did at one point impacted something later um and i really kind of loved that connection to it and and obviously the the actors that were in it did an amazing job they got a, a great cast for that um so it and and i went i remember take i think my mom took my sister and i to go see the first one um, and I remember walking out of the theater being like, did you see that? It's set to be continued. That means there's going to be more and like being super excited and feeling like I had to wait forever for the next movie to come out when it really wasn't that long before the next one came yeah, out. It was like six months between or something. Like yeah, that, it wasn't, it? yeah, it wasn't very long, but for some reason it felt like an eternity as a kid. So I, I um, think that may have been the first movie that I am aware of that they filmed multiple, multiple, bleh, <laughs> multiple movies at the same time. Yeah. Well, and then the third one took a while to come out. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they, they were just movies, like I said, that I, I just totally gravitated towards them for whatever reason. They're in my, like, top five favorite movie franchises. Um, I, yeah, they're, that's a big movie for me. So, um, and I know John, like, not that long ago, uh, had, they had Bob Gale at the, yeah. uh, Virginia Con. Yeah, and, that was that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, and because uh, I remember John that, was so giddy about that one. Oh yeah, I think it was the same show they had. Uh, was it Samantha Newark? I think your name is the, yes. the voice of Jim. Jim, yeah, 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 yeah. And he got he so he got uh, a Back to the Future comic signed by Bob Gale for me and sent it to me, which that and it was like personalized to me and everything. So that was that was pretty awesome. So. But yeah, the, uh, they're doing that. There's, and there's a bunch of other, like I said, toys that just like are starting to pop up. Like I know John like found like a, the NECA Terminator, um, which he was you know, very those, excited about. The, the Terminator and those Predator ones and aliens and stuff, I've been seeing for, for, I feel like for years. Yeah. But I may, maybe in reality, it's only been a couple, like maybe the last two or so. They, Cause they're really cool figures, but I'm like, cause I think they did like a commando one as yeah. well. And I'm like, these are really cool, but I don't know what I'm going to do with them. And I also know, like, the problem is if I start going down the aliens hole, right? <laughs> like, they've done they've done several of the Marines. I'm like, I need all of those Marines. Yeah, yeah. I need the entire squad. I don't just need Hicks and Hudson and right and Apone Vas- and Vasquez and, all. and yeah. yeah. But I need Frosty and all. I mean, I need <laughs> all of them. <laughs> well, and they have been out for a while, but I feel like the ones that have come out just in the last six months to a year are more of the iconic looking ones, like the ones where it's like, oh, that looks like the Predator from the first movie. And oh, this one, where there for a while they were doing all the different variations of like, and I was just like, it never appealed to me. Now, like the one John showed of the Terminator that he got, the the, the, the T-100 or T-800 or whatever the hell it is, um, he, it, it looks like the exoskeleton of the original Terminator. I was like, that would be a cool one to have. Uh, and I would be good with just having that one. And I'd love to have just an, an alien. Um, I don't need all the Marines like you do, but they're awesome looking. I, I love the Marines, but, um, but yeah, I was just like, I'd like to have just like one representation of each of those movies because those movies are big for me. So, uh, yeah, I seem to remember, I, I believe it was probably Baltimore last year, uh, Baltimore 2019. I remember seeing a lot of, uh, the predator figures yeah. in the various vendors. Well, and some these are cool. And they had like, here's like jungle stalker predator. And here's like invisible yes, predator. Yes. And somehow aliens has made it back into the toy aisles. Like 
and I'm talking about like some weird alien figures. Like they've got like purple and yellow aliens. Like they're they're like the what came out like years ago. Like, like the old toys. Ago. Yeah. Slash slash the arcade game. Yes. Yes. And I don't know why those have come back and have made a resurgence, but stuff like that's back on the shelves now. So. Well, it's funny with aliens. The J.W. Rensler, the guy who did the the making of the Star Wars books, those yeah. big heavy ones that came out within the last few years, he's doing one about the making of aliens. Yes, I saw that in previews uh, just recently. So uh, yeah, that's so. And he's the, he's the one that uh, I was on. Uh, so I was on a ton of podcasts recently, <laughs> promoting the Kickstarter, um, and I was always talking about other stuff too. And I was on Comic Geek Speak, and we talked about the Star Wars, the comic, the Star Wars. And uh, Rinsler wrote that one, um, and it's it's not very good, but it's. <laughs> well, I mean, it's based on that. I mean, right? It's based on. It's the not, it's not like he created that out of, out no. of nowhere. I mean, he's taking the the OG script for it. And yeah, no, I don't blame him at all. I just found him to be an interesting choice because he's never written a story before, and I know he was basically just taking the script and kind of like adapting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still like an interesting choice. Uh, and we talked about that on Comic Geek Speak. We were like saying like, maybe the, may, I even said maybe the reason that he was chosen for that was because he had the in with Lucas to, to get the okay from Lucas that, hey, if I'm the one that writes this in the comic form, are you okay with Dark Horse doing it? So, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's what happened or not, but it's, it kind of feels like maybe that's why he was the one writing it. So. Um, but yeah, I was on, oh my God, I was on Starlight Digest. I was on my one black friend, my one white friend. I was on, uh, the pull bag. I was on, uh, uh, in-flight entertainment. I was on like five or six podcasts, like within a matter of two weeks. <laughs> it was like, it was crazy. Pop culture leftovers. I was, uh, yeah, I wasn't on pop culture leftovers, but they did mention me on there. Um, you know, it was funny about, uh, when you, when you did kind of that pseudo crossover with yes. pop culture leftovers yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with, with Dan, uh, with Dan West and, and Brian. Yeah, we interviewed and, Joe Alves, yeah. Yeah, and Brian was like so ecstatic to be on the show because, yes. you know, I remember when Brian started Pop Culture Leftovers yeah. Oh, yeah. on the old forums and like, you know, it's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the monster that's become. They have become a beast. And yeah. I, and I, man, I am just like honored that he still like talks to me. <laughs> Like I can, like I can text Brian and talk about anything at any time. But I don't, I don't think I've, I've really talked to him in yeah. a couple of years because I still download the show, but I don't listen as much because the shows are just too long. They're long, yeah. I, and, I listen I, whenever I, I can, but I, yeah. yeah, I don't catch every episode just because I don't, unfortunately, have that kind of time. I know other people love them, and that's awesome. But yeah, it's it's tough to uh, be able to have that much time to listen to them. Um, I'll usually, what I'll usually do is I'll start listening to an episode and I'll get like about an hour into it and then I have to stop for whatever else I'm doing. And then sometimes I go back and finish and sometimes I can't and then I'll just catch the next one or whatever. So, it's um, like, I think I listen to probably more books on tapes while I'm at work because I've got earphones in my ears at work all yeah. week, all day because I've got ear protection on because the, the shop is loud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the problem is, is I'm constantly, I, I need things that I don't have to pay a deep amount of attention right. to. <laughs> so otherwise, because I get constantly interrupted. So yeah, if yeah. I'm not, you know, it's, it's like, Oh crap, I got to go back and re-listen to that. Cause I heard part of it was interesting. What were they talking about? Right. Exactly. Exactly. But man, yeah, I, I was, if it's, if it's a five hour podcast, I'm like, guys, I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I can't do that anymore. But, uh, they, um, 
Yeah, they had, uh, I was so honored to be on with Joe Alves, and then it was fun to, to have the behind the scenes thing that I was able to release for Star Joe's. And then, yeah, and then Brian was like super giddy excited about being on Star Joe's, and we we're going to have him on again, uh, to do the second part of the cartoon stuff. But, but yeah, that was fun. Um, so yeah, it was just like, it was so many podcasts in such a short period of time. And then on top of that, uh, Will Bell, uh, I was on, his dudes in Toyland, which, uh, is, is a sponsor of us. And they, I did an episode with them like way back. I want to say it was like January or maybe even last year. And they just never put it out. And I had a recording copy of it. And I was like, I kept saying to Will, I was like, do you want me just to put it out like as a Star Joe's episode? Cause it was a lot of fun. Um, and he's like, no, no, we're, we're going to put it out. Well, they, they finally put it out. So check out dudes in Toyland also. Cause the episode that I was on with them while it was recorded a while ago was a lot of fun. Uh, we just went on some crazy tangents talking about toys and everything else. So, um, but yeah, it was just like, all, all of a I looked, I was like, damn, I'm like everywhere right now. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Cause like my buddy Yusuf, we did, uh, uh, I was on his show and we did, uh, the last unicorn. So like I said, every podcast I was on, I wasn't just talking about the Kickstarter. Um, I was also covering other stuff and like, it was fun to talk about the last unicorn again. Cause I hadn't watched it. I watched it so many times when I was a kid, but I had not watched it recently. So I rewatched it and still loved it. And we talked about it and everything. So that was cool. I don't think I've seen that movie since like, I don't know. <laughs> there was a lot I forgot about it. Like there was uh, a... I don't. I don't think I want to re revisit it because <laughs> I remember it being pretty, uh, pretty uh, horrifying. It's it's it still holds up. I'll tell you that much. Like from what I enjoyed when I was a kid, I still enjoy watching now. Um, and there's some yeah, there's some crazy scenes. Like it's a it's dark. <laughs> it's got some. Yeah, creepy, that's that's what I remember. Moments. Is it's just a very dark, depressing, like oh my god, yeah, movie that a child should not have watched. No, no, but I watched it many times. I mean, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> it's as bad as uh, the horse dying in the mud pit or whatever. No, never ending story. But no, Artax. Yeah, that's uh, that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very depressing scene. <laughs> I, it was funny too. I had a friend, uh, my buddy Chris, who I, uh, work with, and he had never seen, like, he didn't get that reference because he had never seen the Never Ending Story. So I was like, dude, you need to watch it. Like, if you like Jim Henson stuff and all that, I was like, you should watch it. So he watched it and it didn't have an impact on him. And he's like, I don't know if I'm just desensitized or if it, like, was this, that moment was built up so much, but he says, I didn't, like, ha-, I was like, I think what it is, you don't have a soul. <laughs> because if you can, if you don't get sad or- at that moment, you don't have a soul. He's an adult, and <laughs> it's a sad scene as an adult, but it's really like, okay, well, that sucks. Yeah. As opposed to a kid when you're like, oh, my God. Hard <laughs> tag. Yeah, it's <laughs> depressing as a child. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we watched some dark shit as kids. <laughs> um, but I do want to mention just briefly um, people that have followed the show and everything else know now that uh, the Kickstarter did get funded. Uh Thanks to no small, small part to you yourself, Mr. Grubb. Uh, and, uh, I am very grateful for everyone that, that backed it. Uh, and we far surpassed our goal, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, insert Kermit cheer. <laughs> Joel and I are already talking about, like, uh, I, I don't have the money yet just to let people know it does take about two to three weeks before Kickstarter gives you the, the actual funds. 
Uh, there's like a week where they anyone that had problems with their payments get a chance to correct that. We had about seven people where there was some issues with their payments. Five of them fixed it. Uh, two of them did not, so they they get dropped off. Uh, they don't get anything. Uh, but uh, which wasn't actually too bad. I've heard horror stories. Um, and uh, so now I'm just waiting for the money. But while I'm waiting for the money, Joel and uh, Ross have been very actively working on the next stuff. So as of this recording, Joel has drawn pages two, three, and four. Uh, and page two has uh, a likeness drawn of a backer. Uh, it was a guy that actually contacted me after the Kickstarter ended. And he was like, man, I like he contacted me like two hours after it ended. And he's like, I didn't realize it ended i just heard it mentioned on pop culture leftovers he says i totally wanted to back it i remember you talking about it last year and uh he says i I wanted to get my daughter drawn as one of the extra characters and i didn't know if i could accept his money at this point (laughs) so i actually looked in the rules of kickstarter and you absolutely can uh it says like if you missed it you can reach out to the creators and they they can let you know if you could still support them uh some other way so i let him go ahead and, and do that that reward. But then because he wanted it to be his daughter, I the characters I had were adult characters. So I actually reworked the script and it actually worked out better in the script to have his daughter be one of the characters. Uh, so um, it kind of establishes the main character as, uh, as kind of a teacher in a, in a situation that kind of strengthens her fighting ability. Uh and, uh, so that, that was like, that was really cool to be able to have to work that out, um, and make it a bit, it actually made it a stronger story. But Joel, like I said, has done pages two, three, and, uh, four already. So we're already like almost a quarter of the way through the, the issue being drawn. Ross has colored in that if people remember the big black and white picture that was shown of all the Tokolosh chasing Watts and Ari the elf, uh, there was like, I asked Joel if he knew how many Tokoloshi drew, and he says he doesn't know. He thought about counting them. They're the little goblin creatures and stuff like that. And um, there's got to be a good 50 to 100 in there, like somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, and Ross had to color them all, and I felt bad for him. So we actually, I actually used some of the extra money that we earned from the Kickstarter to pay Ross a little bit extra to so that he felt <laughs> that it was worth his efforts <laughs> to do that. Um and, and very well deserved. And what he did came out amazing. Like I showed a little snippet on the uh, Kickstarter update as well as on the the um, Stealth Hammer Facebook page. And but, but what you see in that little snippet is nothing compared to how the whole image looks. Um, and then he finished as of this evening the the coloring for the second pinup, which is like this iconic image of uh, the Stealth Hammer facing the goddess. Uh, and like a bunch of other deities around her and everything. So, and then he'll start working on the regular pages. So like things are moving along. Uh, Robert is uh, going to be finishing up, I believe this week, uh, the inking for the pa- the cover, the variant cover that he did. Shannon, I think uh, the communication I had with him was that around the middle of this month, the middle of September, he's going to be doing the artwork for that's going to be on the back cover. He told me to make sure I reach out to him and remind him because uh, he says reminders are always good. But he says he thinks I'll have an opening that he can do it then. Uh, and he's very committed to getting that done. Um, so, yeah, it's like things are happening. I'm working on the behind the scenes book. 
uh, which I'm very excited about. I've kind of laid out already like what the different sections are going to be. And now as the rest of this week goes, I'll be picking out the artwork that's going to go in those sections. Uh, and as Joel sends me more artwork, I'll be adding to those files so that I then can start putting it all together. So, um, so it's very exciting. It's a lot of work still to go. Uh, but I love the fact that almost every day I wake up, there's like a possibility of something else coming in. So, <laughs> um, so and, you, and now you can claim I am a published comic. Writer. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then it was funny too, cause Robert, uh, has been a nice mentor through a lot of this. And he said, he's like, well, you know, it's never too early to start planning your next Kickstarter. I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what we're doing here. <laughs> I was like, I am not planning on doing another Kickstarter unless I really need to. Um, I was like, the idea behind this was to create this issue and then I can do scripting for the next, you know, scripts for the next couple issues, but then put together a pitch packet to go to publishers with. I was like, I, I want this to be a series or a mini series or something to, to, to spark the rest of it. I was like, I'm not, I'm not looking to become an indie comic publisher that I'm going and creating a Kickstarter every year and stuff like that. That's not the goal for this. So, but yeah, I, I will tell you right now, much like John, uh, weeps tears of joy when he found the Baroness figure, when this issue, the public, the actual printed copies show up, on my doorstep, I will absolutely have tears of joy in my eyes. So, um, looking forward to that. Yay! I'm gonna say congrats on that, man. Like, yeah, thanks. It's cooler than I think I've ever done anything in my life. So, <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of work, a lot more yeah, than well, I thought, but it was worth every second of it. So, I've been kind it. of working your butt off like the last couple of years on it. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but it's all it all paid off in the end. So, I'm I'm excited. Um, so, uh, let's circle back to what the title of this episode was about, uh, and where the origin of it came from, I should say, which is, uh, we both saw Bill and Ted face the music. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so what, what are your overall impressions? What did you like? And we'll just kind of, first off, spoilers, absolute spoilers. So if you've not seen the movie, we're going to spoil the crap out of it. Uh, so you're going to want to either skip ahead or pause this and come back to us later. Um, or if you just don't care. You can keep listening, uh, <laughs> but uh, so Grub, talk about like how you saw it and and what you thought of it and whatever you want to just start talking about it. Uh, I the weekend before I went back and I rewatched the first two because mm-hmm. um, I hadn't I hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah, and I have more memories of bogus journey than I do excellent adventure. Cause I think I've seen it more and, and the character of death. I love the hell out of that character. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's always stuck with me more. The thing so I love, with, the thing I love with death is he has an accent, but I can't place where the hell the accents from. Well, and William <laughs> Sadler is like an American, I think yes. the actor who plays him. So, and like all I can think of every time I see him now is, is between if it's not death, it's Shawshank redemption. Yeah. So, um, but overall, I thought the movie was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked the, like, I, I was fully expecting some sort of a Rufus tribute cameo or something like yeah. that in the movie. And of course they get, they knocked that out of the way pretty quick in the early in the movie. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of funny too to me how they, I really enjoyed the fact that they, like, they didn't try and blow off the first two movies and pretend like, 
a lot of what happened didn't really happen. Right. Because it opens with that whole montage in the opening and what happened in one and two happened. Right. But the song, you know, the God gave rock and roll to you that, um, that was done by Kiss in the, uh, the soundtrack. Right. Wasn't the song. It right. was, it made them popular, but that's not the song that brought global well, and the, harmony. And the thing that's interesting, and I heard this and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard that, um, the, end credits for bogus journey was not something that the creators intended to happen. It was done by somebody else, like in post work and everything else. So all the newspaper things and everything else about them having all this success and everything else, they never intended for that to be in the end credits for bogus oh, journey. I have no idea, but I, I think all that's really cool where it goes and, oh, yeah. and it shows you how, like, you know, it gives you that whole rise. And then when they mention all that and then they start talking about how the wild stallions are falling out of popularity, nobody cares about them anymore right. and they're playing like, you know, playing a wedding and they pull out a new song and it's, and, <laughs> and he's doing throat singing. Yes. And like, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, the, it, it fit. To me, that movie fit in perfectly with the first two. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and plot, like, I pretty much, I think I called it within, like, you know, we meet their, their, and that was the other thing. I was like, how the hell they, their, their, their kids' names for Bill and Ted? Like, right. I, you know, but they have daughters, and it didn't occur to me that Thea and Billy or whatever Billy. her, yeah. their real names were. I was like, okay, that's, fu- okay, I get it, how they changed it. And I liked how they did that, too. Like, yeah. they, they didn't, again, they didn't ignore what came before. They just went, okay, here's how we can do that with daughters. Yeah, and it made total, complete sense. Yeah. Uh, but I called it really early in the movie. Like, I looked at my wife, my wife and I went, the kids are going to write the song. Yeah. Uh, and even then, in reality, the song isn't what was important. Right. What was important was everybody playing together. Right. And it wasn't even in, in, in some reality, it wasn't even the kids that wrote the song. It was just like this thing that kind of organically happened. Yeah. Um, because even when the kids tried to, to create the song, it was falling apart. And, yeah. and then it was just kind of like all of a sudden people just started playing together and that's what brings the world together. And it's, it's a nice fitting thing when you really think about it because music does really bring people together. Like no matter how, horrible the world can be like everyone can identify with a song yeah and, um, a, and a good song is a good song regardless of genre yeah, exactly or yeah. where it comes from exactly you know? um but yeah I, I loved what they did there uh i love like and for me the movie uh kind of like started off kind of slow for me and and i don't know if i just had super high expectations or what it was but um it, it i liked it more the beginning of it more when I retroactively looked at it after I had seen it because the movie picked up and, and built upon itself and made me enjoy it more and more the more we got into the movie. And by the end of it, I was loving it. Uh, whereas my wife had a different experience. My wife said she loved it from the beginning to the end. Um, and I, like I said, so I don't know if it was just, it built, I built too much up for it at the beginning. But then, like I said, when I looked back at some of the things you're mentioning, like the wedding and, and them doing the throat song and everything else, that was kind of just okay for me until I like retroactively looked at it and I go, okay, that was actually pretty damn funny. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't know. Yeah. What, I was like, well, what are they, how are they going to do here? And, and the whole idea that if they don't create the song, then reality explodes on itself. Yeah. And, and I was like, 
okay, that's interesting. Right. And one of the things that it took me a minute to realize was they start talking about like, you know, they're like, oh, we have 78 minutes left or whatever. And that's how much runtime was left in the movie. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Uh, I loved how they kept uh, seeing future versions of themselves. And it was like, at one point, they, they thought, okay, finally, these are like the good versions of us. And here they yeah. were just getting scammed again. And um, That was funny because it was the same. It was... You know, it wasn't like they were going to an alternate reality or changing right. a timeline. Literally, right. like the guys you saw in that one scene five years later, it's the same guys. Same guys, yeah, yeah. Um, the only, I think, the only thing that I was a little disappointed with that um, that maybe there's some some stuff left on the cutting room floor was I would have liked to have seen more with the princesses because they went off on some journey where they were going to alternate realities to prove that there was no good version of them with their husbands. I would have liked to have seen some of those happen. Instead. Yeah, it did, it did feel kind of like this weird thread that kind of came up every now and then. You're right. like, what does this have to really do with anything? Right, <laughs> right. Because it, really, it kind of paid off, but not. Yeah, it, but it, as it, a reviewer, I watched said, like, the past movies, the princesses really didn't do much either. So it kind of fits yeah, the fact that they never really do much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I kind of wonder if there's more to that, that thread that just, they decided to get rid of because it didn't, it took away from the main story, which is about them traveling through time and their daughters traveling through time. So, um, so the one complaint I really have is that I wish they had, other than when death finally shows up, Mm -hmm. um, and how just he steals it again for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, was I would have liked to have seen some of the, uh, you know, go back and get Billy the Kid again. Yeah, I would have loved. Yeah, I, I would have loved to revisit of at least one or two of them. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or Station show back up, or just somebody other than Death to, to like. I mean, yeah, you know, I know time is still always moving forward, but there's no reason why Bill and Ted can't go back and get Billy the Kid right again after all the stuff that he's done with them and transported back to his time and all that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I would have liked that too. I mean, there was the the brief mention of Station, but we never see actually see yeah. Station. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen one or two of the the guys from the original uh, movie, um, the historical figures and stuff like that, show up to help them out somehow. Um, yeah, but but I I love I mean the the musicians that the girls collected like were done so well. I mean, you, uh, you had Louis Armstrong who, I mean, he sings my favorite song of all time. What a wonderful world. So when I saw that Louis Armstrong was in, I was like, that's when, I think that's when they totally got me engrossed in the movie. I was like, okay, I'm in. Hendrix, Hendrix for me. Hendrix was awesome. Especially when he played for, uh, Beethoven. Um, yeah. I mean, that was, was well, no, is it Beethoven or is that Amadeus? Amadeus, yeah, yeah. Amadeus, yeah. yeah, yeah. The only one I found weird was like the cave woman who that one was, was weird. like the drummer. I'm like, <laughs> oh, how do they okay? And they know this person how? That was the thing that was confusing for me because it was like, okay, she's supposed to be the greatest drummer of all time, but how, how did anyone know that? <laughs> exactly. But again, it's Bill and Ted. It doesn't have to make sense. Oh. Yeah, and, and the what was it, the Chinese flute lady. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh 
Yeah, I, I just it was a fun movie, and given yeah. what's everything that's gone on since basically March, it's like it was the first time in a while that I was just kind of like, this is just fun, and I'm I'm enjoying this, and well, and that yeah. was the that was the big thing for that was like the biggest takeaway for me was the fact that we don't really get movies like this anymore, and they didn't try to darken Bill and Ted, they didn't try to make it more real, they didn't try they like. Like we were just saying, like certain things didn't make sense, but it makes sense in a Bill and Ted movie. Like, and that was just fun. It was just fun to kind of have that escape again. Uh, they made a Bill and Ted movie. Like, if you go, if you like the first two Bill and Ted movies, you're gonna like this. If you're going into it thinking that you're gonna be looking at a more mature Bill and Ted, forget it. You're not getting that here. <laughs> I mean, you kind of do a little a bit. A little bit. You know, it's, it's, you know, Alex, I, I can never remember which one's Bill and which one's Ted. Ted is, Ted is, is, uh, is Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. Well, Bill is still Bill. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. But there's something off. Ted seems a little more, um, I don't, I like, I think it was depressed. tougher. Yeah. I think Ted, yeah. I think it was tougher for Keanu Reeves to get back into the mindset of Ted because he's not, he's no longer that actor anymore. But, yeah. He's yeah, now yeah. he's now the action star John Wick John Matrix Wick. yeah, yeah. Uh, actor but but for the longest time he was the woe actor <laughs> you know between those two movies and Point Break yeah exactly um, but I, and and then the after credit scene cracked me up because it was such a weird thing at the end <laughs> well that, that was it I was I wasn't sure what to explain like they started doing that I'm like oh okay I get it it's everybody. They were showing everybody on the planet or whatever playing along. Yeah. That's the credit scene. But then Weird Al was in there. Yeah. And I think I saw, um, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Black Label Society. He was Ozzy's guitar player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Wild. Yeah, yeah. It looked like Zach Wild was in it too. Yeah. Um, because, but I, I'm, it happened so quick and, and I was like, wait a minute. And I, I didn't go back and relook at it. Well, but. and I'm even referring to the the post credit scene though, where it's just old Bill and Ted playing guitar. Oh, I didn't I didn't get that far through the credit. Oh yeah, so if you go to all the way, there is an end end credit scene where oh. where it is Bill and old Bill and Ted get up out of their hospital bed and because they're like we they want to play one more time and they just play guitar and then that's it and then they sit down on the amps and stuff because and the bed because they're tired. And that's that's the whole scene. Like, there's no rhyme or reason other than they're gonna play the guitars one more time. And then they probably die right then and there. <laughs> right. They don't even show that. I I felt like that would have been some closure or something. <laughs> but they, and, yeah. and the one thing we'd be remiss to not mention because John's not here to talk about it is yeah. the robot. Oh yeah, Dennis. Um, because <laughs> for those who have seen the second one with the evil robot uses and the good yes. robot uses. And there's a robot in this one that's go that's supposed to go back and kill them, or whatever he's supposed to do. And then he screws up, and he yep. feels bad about it. And he's like, "My name is Dennis something something something." <laughs> she names him. And she like, names him after she. Na- so the the woman, uh, which I can't remember the actress's name, but uh, that plays uh, Ruf- it was Rufus's uh, wife. Uh, oh, 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 the older woman. Yeah, it's like. Um, but yeah, she, she sends the robot back and she names the robot after her daughter's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I was like, that's hilarious. And, but yeah, he's, he just wants to, he just wants to be accepted, which is the hilarious part about it too. He's just like, so he just repeats what other people say. He's like, he's like, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I don't know, dude. 
And he keeps getting on Bill and Ted's nerves. Yes. <laughs> that was a that was a nice like I didn't see that. Like I was like, okay, the robot, and then all of a sudden he's just like, uh oops. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, what's going on with this? <laughs> right, because you think he's going to be like this killing machine, but he's... Which he is. He is, but, but he's a screw-up killing machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, he re- and the best part about it is he's self-aware of that he's a screw-up. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. We um, So I wish I would have realized there was a package deal where you could get Bill and Ted 1 and 2 plus Bill and Ted 3 for like 35 bucks. We did the purchasing of just Bill and Ted three, which was twenty five. Oh um, no! The uh, I have a friend of mine who has a Plex server, and he had it on a server, so I watched it that way. Gotcha. Um, so I, I, it's one of those things where I, because I have access to it, so he, yeah. I don't. I'm not sure how he obtained it. Sure. I don't ask. Right. But we 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 saw you could rent it for twenty or bought or own it for twenty five. I was like, for five more bucks, let's own it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, but yeah, then I found out after we did that, that for 10 more dollars, we could have bought all three movies. And I was, yeah. I was like, ah, damn it. We should have done that, but that's all right. Yeah. I, I think, I think overall, like if you haven't seen the movie and you're on the fence and you like the first two or the first two were just kind of, yeah, they're fine or whatever, go back and rewatch the original two. Yeah. And if they're still, if you're still in, if you, if you enjoy them, then watch the third because I think you're going to like it. Yeah. It, I definitely agree. I think if you enjoy the first two, then you absolutely should see the third one. Um, there, cause I don't think you'll be disappointed. I, I would honestly be shocked. I would love to hear from someone that loved the first two movies or liked the first two movies and saw the third one and didn't like it. Cause I, I would be absolutely shocked at that. So all, all I saw in my Facebook feed from people that I know was how much they enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, there's, good, there's a good funny movie. anecdote with these movies where, uh, me having, Effectively, grown up in Southern California, my my dad's sister and her kids, my cousins, they live in Pasadena, California, which is, nice. or you know, it's on it's an it's an LA suburb, right? Yeah. San Dimas is a real town. Oh yeah. It is basically right next to Pasadena, so we'd be driving up on the freeways to go to my aunt's um, my aunt's house, and my wife sees San Dimas, and then Encino. And she's like, they're real towns? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, like, I point as we drive by. I'm like, see that uh, water park right there? That's the water park from Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's still there. This was 10 years ago. Right. I don't know if that water park's still there. It probably is. Yeah. Because uh, I, I haven't been there in several years. So, um, But, like, they're real places, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. San Dimas is a real place. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. But, that's uh, great. Yeah. So and that's the other thing. It uh, yeah. like right right before right before all this COVID stuff exploded, at least in this country, in the U.S. I was down in Pensacola, Florida, for Pensacon. Mm-hmm. I was down there for I went down for Tron reasons because David Warner and Dan Shore were going to be there, and I've never met them. And Dan Shore, of course, was also who not only was in Tron, but he was Billy the Kid. Yeah. And sitting next to him was Jane Weedlin, who played Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. And I regret like hell now not getting <laughs> not getting their <laughs> autographs because they both had like eleven by seventeen posters of Bill and Ted. Yeah. Um, and uh, I really wish I had done it. And then if COVID hadn't happened, um, in near Philadelphia, there's a con called the Greater Philadelphia Comic Con, and they were supposed to have William Sadler 
and Alex Winter was supposed to be there. Oh, it was supposed wow. to be in April. Yeah. Um, so fuck you, COVID. Right. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. But fuck right. You. Right. Yeah, I think that's a uh, universally accepted statement right there. <laughs> yeah. Right now, fuck you, COVID. Right. Um. So I had a few other things I wanted to talk about. I don't know how many of them you saw. Um, I wanted to mention High Score, which is on Netflix. Uh, which uh, did you watch that one? No idea what that is. Okay, so High Score is a video game documentary done similar to uh, the Toys That Made Us. Oh, Uh, wait, I may have watched one of that. Hold on, I gotta keep talking. Yeah, yeah. So it is. uh, It's done like the Toys That Made Us, the movies that made us. It's not the same people, but it's done very similarly to that. It's a six episode uh, documentary, docuseries. Um, but it goes through the history of video games. It, it starts off with things like Atari and everything else, but it's, it's done kind of creative. They don't focus on, unlike Toys That Made Us, where they focus on one property, they kind of focus on either a, a genre of video games or uh, a time period of video games. So, uh, so oh, you get this stuff. just came out like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I will have to absolutely. You will, you will need to check it out. It's, it's very entertaining. Uh, they talk about... Uh, modifications that were done to make video games more difficult in the arcade games. They talk about role-playing games, like that's a whole episode on just role-playing games. Um, they talk about the violence of video games and how that went to, to court. They do talk about E.T. being the worst video game ever, and they have the guy on that created it and the challenges he faced in, in creating it. Um, but it, it's it's... Like awesome quick hits of video games, like they talk about tournaments and, and stuff like that. Um, and they have they'll have creators of video games on. They'll have people that played video games and tournaments. Um, it's really interesting and it's really cool. Like what video games have meant to different people. Um, and uh, I highly recommend it if you're someone that has enjoyed the toys that made us, the movies that made us, stuff like that. You should check out High Score. It is well worth watching. So. Um, the other one that I wanted to mention, uh, I don't think we mentioned it. I don't, can't remember if John and I talked about this on the show or not. Uh, I know I've talked about it on, on other shows about it. Um, Transformers War for Cybertron. Oh, uh, I, I watched it. Okay. What'd you think of that? Um, I, my, my problem is, is I have watched a lot of anime in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. And... I enjoyed the series over that that first six episodes, that the th- first third part of whatever. Yeah, it's a it's a trilogy of series. Right. My problem was I felt like there was a lot of scenes of people just walking down like hallways. Yeah. Okay. And or walking down like they're outside of a building and they're walking down the building. It's like to quote Randall from Clerks too. Even the fucking trees are walking in these movies. <laughs> um, if I and like a lot of times it's like why don't you just transform into car form and keep driving further rather than walk like the six miles it's going to take you from here to here. Right. I think if they had, it, it felt like it needed more going on. There Got was it. a lot of exposition, yeah. a lot, and like I said, I enjoyed it, but there was just some of those things I couldn't. I had problems getting past some of the of that. Gotcha. But overall, story good. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see where this is going to go. The animation is good. Um, and, and it was interesting to see some of these different takes yeah. on characters. And ironically, I was listening to um, Rebel Force Radio, which is a Star Wars podcast, and they had F.J. DeSanto on. It was 
uh, I was listening to it at work today, and he's the guy who's the main creator writer behind okay. this stuff. Yeah, and uh, he was talking. He sees this as a sort of a prequel to uh, the the original G one cartoon. cartoon. Gotcha. So, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I will say this: this has, for me, this has the potential of being my favorite Transformers since the G1 cartoon. So, like the G1 cartoon, nothing will ever beat that, as far as I can imagine. I don't uh, think I've watched much in the Transformers animated world. G1, I watched Beast Wars. I watched Beast Wars, and then when it became Beast Machines, and those that was a fantastic series. Yeah. And now this, and I think that's really it. I may have seen episodes of something here or there, but yeah, I did watch a bit of Armada, which is. Not good. Um, and then I watched Transformers Prime, which I actually really enjoyed Prime. Uh, I did see Beast Wars and Beast Machines. Um, and then I've seen Robots in Disguise, which is a lot more, if, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's a lot more kid, kiddish. Um, so, but this, uh, yeah, I, I loved this overall. I do absolutely agree with you on like some scenes like going a little bit long because of how they filmed it. Like when they would do, when there was action scenes happening, man, I was all in. I was completely yeah. engrossed. When, um, when there was action going on, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love what they did with Sound Blaster. Uh, that was actually a very interesting character. Um, and then uh, loved Omega Supreme being in there. Uh, Jetfire was amazing. Loved. Well, the know. fact that it wasn't just Omega Supreme, but there were three of him. Yes. Yeah. Even though I don't know what the other two had. Clearly had different names. Right. But. Um, but yeah, the Titans basically is what they yeah. were known as. But, but yeah, I, uh, and I liked how it ended, uh, this part of it. So, uh, it's definitely like left open, uh, there. Um, I liked that there was actual consequences. I think that was a big thing that stood out for me was that there was some characters that actually died. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, Skywarp was one of them. Yeah. Uh, and then like Moonracer and stuff. So like there, there was actual real deaths that happened. So, I, I like that. I loved the different take on Bumblebee. I thought that was something I didn't expect. He wasn't the wide-eyed, looking up to Optimus character that we know uh, now. He he was more grizzled and and uh, had seen he had seen some shit. Is basically what he came across. He just wanted to be left alone. Yeah, he didn't want to be a part of anything. Yeah, he wanted to do his job. He wanted to. And, what did it, and Ratchet like. You know, like uh, like a lot of the Autobots were kind of like F you Prime, like yeah. you know it, that was interesting. And then it, clearly, it's you know Prime is at this point is a guy who is right. not like the tested leader, right? You know, he's he made he's made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> you know, he's not not that confident leader yet. Where yeah. you know the Autobots seem to follow him blindly. Yeah, he's too he's too uh, focused on what he he wants to accomplish that he can't see the the in betweens uh, that are going on. Like uh, he, he's like, he's very steadfast on what he wants to do and, and other people are getting hurt because of it. So, um, so yeah, he, it, I, I liked seeing this. Now it was tough to not have Peter Cullen as the voice of Optimus Prime. And there's a couple points where I was just like, that didn't come out as strong as it could have if Peter Cullen was doing the voice. But, um, but I thought they did a decent job with that. Megatron's voice actor was phenomenal. I thought, uh, Starscream was amazing. Um, Soundwave was a little too robotic sounding for me. Uh, <laughs> I liked. Was it was Sound Blaster? Was that the other one? I was yes, like, Sound Blaster I was like, was awesome. it, what was the name of the Autobot? Was that Blaster? Was the name of the? Yes. The, 
it's like it's so weird with Soundwave, Sound Blaster, and Blaster. It's like yes. they're all derivatives of basically the same thing. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, is that supposed to be Blaster right now? I'm confused. <laughs> like I, but it was kind of, kind of cool to see like I don't want to say mercenary, but you know, like a black market. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what he was. Yeah, he he had his wares and and he had people that came and brought him stuff. So, um, yeah, he was very much a black market type dealer. So, um, so yeah, I overall I really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I'm very excited. I don't know when the next part comes out though. Huh. Uh, from what DeSantos was saying today, it's like it's not going to be mu- it's not going to be as long as you think for the for the second season because they okay. were. They were writing and working on them all at, okay. at the same time. They just finished up the first uh, six first because they're the ones that have to come out first. So, gotcha. Yeah. I, I get the feeling like you probably will see the second second group later this year. Okay. Um, hey, I'm all for that. Um, and then the other thing I watched, I know it was on YouTube already. Like, don't be snooty about it. Those that have saw it there, but I did completely binge on Cobra Kai. Um, I freaking love that show. Uh, I watched both seasons. Uh, it was 10 episodes for each one. And I got through them in like three or four days. Uh, I haven't watched any of it yet. Oh my God. If, if you, oh, like, I, if, I know how good it is. Yeah. Like, if you like Karate Kid, you need to watch it. <laughs> that's another franchise that the first Karate Kid. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I don't have a problem to get it, but again, it just never really connected with me. Yeah. But I, when, when Cobra Kai first started coming out on YouTube. Yeah. Man, I, a couple of my friends were just like, this show is uh, the shit. And yes. I'm like, I don't have access to that. I'm not paying for it. Right. I wasn't going to pay for it either. Now that it's on Netflix, I'm like, Netflix. I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And then like, I got completely addicted and I told a couple other people about it and they started watching and that like everyone that I've told about it is like hooked on it. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it is, uh, it is done extremely well. They bring back, so uh, I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't seen it, but they bring back a lot of the original actors and actresses, but they still have it where they're passing things to the, passing the torch to the, to the younger generation as well. So there's a lot of that going on. Um, now one thing that I found interesting, uh, is, uh, so Johnny really likes the movie Iron Eagle. <laughs> Sorry. He, he's a big fan of that, which I could totally see Johnny being an Iron Eagle person and not a Top Gun fan. Like he, cool. he would, he would be that one that likes Iron Eagle. But the thing that cracked me up about it was when I looked into it was there's an actor, Larry B. Scott, uh, who is, plays the character Reggie in Iron Eagle he was also Jerry the Cobra in Cobra Kai in the original Karate Kid movie. So I think they did that on purpose, like that that he likes Iron Eagle because there's that little bit of connection. I, I kind of find it hard to believe with as much as they planned out that that wasn't that that was just a coincidence. I'm sure that's exactly what the reasoning on it was. Yeah. Um, of course, he was also Lamar on Revenge of the Nerds. So. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Man, I have um, like I haven't watched the original Karate Kid in so long. Yeah, and you I don't probably need go back to. and rewatch it just you, before I watch that. Yeah, you can, but you really don't need to because they do flashbacks and and stuff that help bring you in. So, um, yeah, because I have a friend at work that she was just like she's like oh, I haven't seen like the original movies in a while. I was like you don't need to see them. <laughs> like you you can, 
but you don't really need to to watch this. Um, and I'll probably go back and watch it just yeah. because it'll it'll give me a little bit more of a refresher of who yeah. characters are and and I would say um, one and two for sure. I don't think you need to see Karate Kid three. Um, oh, no, I I would just watch the original because yeah, there's there's references to the second one too. That's why I mentioned it. And season three, from everything I heard, has some characters from Karate Kid two making a return. Um, and uh, and they actually they're supposed to go to Okinawa for season I was three. Say, isn't the second one where they go to Okinawa? And- yes. But in the actual movie, they didn't go to Okinawa. They went to Hawaii, and they filmed in Hawaii. So they actually said, the director and everything said, that this is uh, the first time Daniel LaRusso is actually going to Okinawa, is in season three. <laughs> so he goes to the actual Okinawa. Um, yeah, but I mean, if the character is supposed to have been there. Right. As opposed to the... Oh, yeah. They're just talking about... Yeah, they're just talking about the actor, obviously. Yeah, he, yeah. he had never actually been to Okinawa before. But... um but yeah, the, they it is just it is an awesome awesome show. Uh, it ends season two ends with a holy shit mo- intense moment, a couple holy shit intense moments. Um, and from what all the the buzz is, season three should be just as incredible. Um, so Netflix picked it up, and Netflix is it's in 2021 that season three will come out. I don't know when they haven't announced a release date, but. I would venture to guess because filming has already been completed on it, uh, that it won't be too late into two, into 2021. So, so yeah, um, I will be having a comic review coming out for Cobra Kai, the comic book, uh, which I cannot give as high praise to. <laughs> um, wasn't that the, wasn't Shannon supposed to draw that book? I don't know. But I read the first I, issue. It's a four-issue miniseries. I read the first issue, and I, I didn't like it. <laughs> I think you should uh, shoot Shannon a message. I think he was um, – I remember – was it Baltimore last year? I think it – he was he was talking with somebody about it. Okay. And I think he was uh, – originally they wanted him to do – to draw that comic. He would have been a he, much better fit for it than who they got. Which is why I think he had a bunch of of like cheap art of uh, of some of the characters. Gotcha. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask. I'll ask him because I'm they, pretty certain. If I, I'm, I think I'm remembering this right. But, I'm curious why he didn't then, but because uh, uh, I think he turned it down to do uh, Pink Panther or whatever oh, it was he gotcha. really wanted to do. Gotcha. Whatever. I forget which which one it was that he really did wanted to do for that. Uh, okay. I think he was, wanted to do Pink Panther and uh, stuff, but. Yeah, it was just like I the artwork's not good on it. Um and the story is just it's at least the first issue it rehashes stuff from the first movie and then it rehashes stuff that's happening in the Cobra Kai show. So it's like it none of it the story was not original, the art wasn't good. It's just it's not good. Um and but like I said, I will have a YouTube video out about that. Uh, probably by the time you hear this, it'll already have been out, which reminds me to t- let people know that the U- Star Joe's YouTube channel is back. Um, I haven't done a video in the last couple weeks, but I did like seven or eight videos like almost every day at the end of the Kickstarter there, and I absolutely am doing more. Um, I just needed to, to catch up on some reading and stuff so I could actually do some reviews. Um, but I found a way that I can kind of put those out at least once a week. So there'll be, so check out the Star Joe's YouTube channel and check out some comic reviews there. So, 
Um, and then, Grub, you saw a movie that I did not see. Oh, uh, Mulan. Yes. Because the wife was like, you know, we would have gone to see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, look, the, the amount of money it would cost for me, her, and the kid, plus food and all that would have been way more than $30. Yeah. Um, I am... I do not know the animated movie very well. I think I've only seen the see, sat down and watched it once in its entirety. Okay. Um, I've seen bits and pieces here and there. I've just it's fine. Like I like the I like some of the songs. Um, <clears throat> I I don't have the the tremendous amount of love for it like like a lot of people I know do. Yeah, I would just say I, it's, I'm it's, one it's, of those people because my wife and I went and saw it in the theater, and both her and I really enjoyed the animated movie a lot. So um, I it's, it's just I don't. Because I haven't seen it enough. Yeah. The one time I, I really liked it, it's just I don't know it as well. But, sure. Um, I think I think this movie, had it been released in theaters, still would have made a billion dollars. Okay. Uh, I do not think the thirty dollar price point is worth it. Yeah. Um, if it was twenty, I would say yes, watch it. Uh, or even maybe 25, but 30, I think is a little, eh, unless you're like a Mulan freaking super fan. Yeah. Um, I, to me, I, I enjoyed the movie overall. Um, my wife liked it more than I did. Kid okay. wasn't paying attention, so he didn't, whatever. <laughs> um, it, to me, the movie starts out a little slow. And some of the CG at the beginning is a little wonky. I heard some of the CG was a bit off um, and noticeable. <laughs> especially at the beginning. It's it's not so much so by the end. Yeah, I heard it's like it's hit or miss. There's certain it's points where you notice it. It's much better as it goes on. Okay. Uh, but And I also went through a phase in the late, late 90s, early 2000s where Crouching Tiger and Hero and Fearless and House of Flying Daggers and all these – I don't know what the, what, the, what the proper term is for that Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, I call it wire foo. Yeah, the um, wire work stuff. Yeah, the wire stuff because it, it, it's it was it, like just amazing. So you know Jet Li and Zhang Ji and um, Donnie Yen back in the day and all these you know um, there's I, I see the problem is is like I think this movie if they had gone full on in that style. The problem is I don't know if you can do that and still call it a Disney family movie. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I don't want to sound too negative about it because I'm trying to figure out like I need to watch it again. Um, but it starts out slow. As it goes on, it gets better and better in my opinion. There's a lot of musical – the score I think is fantastic and they do do – like there's a montage training scene where they're carrying the buckets of water up the side of the mountain and they're playing. The music is – uh, make a man out of you. Okay. It's just, it's just sung. It's just instrumental. Yeah. Um, there's, they do a couple of, of versions of, uh, reflections. Yeah. Uh, throughout the movie. Um, I think it's a, I think it's an enjoyable movie. It, the problem is it's a Disney movie, so they couldn't go full on with, with the wire stunts. Yeah. And they couldn't, go too far either like it's a weird mix i think this movie's probably gonna and it was clearly not made for an american audience it was clearly made for a chinese audience as well mm. in my gotcha. because it's a makes sense it's a sure you know, 
movie's beautiful. Um, Donnie Yen is in it. He plays, uh, whatever the, the main, uh, commander, um, that was the love interest in the oh, gotcha. animated, but he's not in this one. It's, he's gotcha. a much older guy. <clears throat> um, I wish they could have let him do be a little more Donnie Yen, but yeah. he does get to go crazy a couple of times and it's cool to watch. Um, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know anybody's name in the movie really. Right. I know Mulan and I know, like, I think, uh, like there's no Mushu. The one of the, one of the other guys in her unit is named Cricket. Cricket, yeah. Um, so it's, it's just a dude. Um, and then there's, you know, was it Lo Ping? Yeah. Lo Ping and Poe? Were those the other three? I think so, yeah. Uh, they're all there. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't know who's like names are that's not important in this movie because I, I don't know them. Yeah. Um, Commander Tong, I think was, was Donnie Yen. Um, Jet Li is the emperor. There is, um, some really cool stuff in this movie. Some of the, you know, it, I just, I think it suffers from the problem of they wanted to make a wire film and they couldn't because it's Disney. They couldn't go right. full. On. Right. Well, and, and that's the, the thing, too, is like <clears throat> I think what's happening with a lot of the live action ones where they're taking these animated and making them live action is they're they're trying not to be just a carbon copy of the animated movie. But like Lion King. <laughs> right. But I feel like that in some respects, that's what people want because they have such an emotional attachment to the original. Like yeah. I actually liked the live action Lion King or quote unquote live action Lion King movie. Because it was basically the movie I saw in the animated version. Well, it was just a different the, take on it. Of all the, the, the Disney quote-unquote live-action movies, I hated Maleficent. I hated that movie. Now, see, I haven't seen that one yet. The I'm, waiting for that. I'm waiting for that one to, I'm waiting for that one to show up on... Because uh, they only have the sequel on no, Disney Plus right wait, now. Cause I, we, because I don't want the freaking villain, the Mistress of Evil... To be, oh, she was wrong. This is why. And it just, oh, God, it was terrible. <laughs> Cinderella, I actually really like. Yeah, I like Cinderella. And, and Mulan feels more like Cinderella because Cinderella was not a musical. Right. It's a live action. And Mulan is not a musical. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin are musicals. Yeah. Um, and it's the thing, like, I like Beauty and the Beast. Aladdin was better than I thought it was going to be, honestly. Aladdin was a lot better than I thought it was um, going to be. It's I, not, I, I wouldn't call it, like, it's so hard to get away from Robin Williams. Yeah. Um, but well, it was Will Smith fine. did a good job, and he, and he wasn't trying to be Robin Williams, which is what I appreciated. He was, he was being him. Uh, he was being Will Smith. But the other thing I really, the only thing I, I wish they wouldn't have done is they, they did not need to add more songs because the, the additional songs I thought were horrible. Um, yeah. the, when they stuck to what was already had been created, it was great. But yeah, the, the new songs, I was like, uh, it just doesn't have the same feel or anything like that. But overall, I was very pleasantly surprised with how much I liked that movie. Yeah. Lion, Lion King is Lion King. Yeah. It's Lion King. You know? yeah. I mean, I, had, I didn't see Dumbo because I don't really care for Dumbo. Dumbo I was actually pretty good. And I haven't good. seen Jungle Book because, again, I just don't really care about the Jungle Book, yeah. so I haven't seen those. I like but, I like Jungle Book a lot, and Jungle Book was one of the first live-action ones I actually saw. So Yeah, like Jungle Book is, I think, really the only ones that have been really just Dumbo was not well-received. Um, but I think that's really probably the only one. But I think Mulan is going to suffer from two things at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. So much hype because it's been delayed. 
Yeah. And that $30 price point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the fact that it's going to be on Disney Plus in December. In yeah, I, yeah, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to wait, wait for it because unlike you, like for me with Bill and Ted, it was worth it because my wife and I both wanted to see it and we would have gone to the movie theater to see it. And like you said, it would be, it, you're going to spend more than that going to the movie theater. For, with Mulan, we both liked the animated movie. I was interested in seeing the live action. She is, was not. She actually has had zero interest in any of the live action movies, including Lion King, even though that's one, that's our movie together is the Lion King. Like we got married and danced to Can You Feel the Love Tonight for crying out loud. So, um, but she had no interest in seeing the live action. And even after I saw it and told her, Hey, you'll like it because you, it's just like the original. <laughs> it's just a live action version. She has no interest. Um, but so since she had no interest in seeing the live action Mulan, I was like, it's not worth 30 bucks for me just to see it when I can wait a few months and see it on Disney plus. Well, I think too, I think once, once we get some, some distance from the release of Mulan, I think in, you know, give a year or so, I think people are going to have a much more positive feeling about that movie. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go into it as I do with anything and go into it with an open mind because there's been a lot of movies where I liked it, and other people just completely bashed it. And then there's been vice versa, where other people loved a certain movie, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. I just don't it's, feel it's it. simple. Like, a lot of people really loved Maleficent, to the point that it got a second freaking movie. Yeah. But god damn, I hated that movie. <laughs> well, uh, but and, like I said, once I think once Mulan's got some distance on it, yeah. I think um, I think it's going to have a better taste in people's mouths than, <clears throat> because it's just that there's so much negativity in the air just in general right now. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I uh, just recently watched uh, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, the, oh, the I Tim, forgot about those the, movies. The <laughs> Tim Burton one. Yeah, and yeah. and I really like it a lot. It's been a while since I watched it, but I'm also a Tim Burton fan, so like, it's there's not many Tim Burton movies I don't like. There's, there's a few, but there's not many, and this wasn't one of them. I have never seen through the Looking Glass, so that's actually the next one I'm planning on watching. Um, it's it's not near. The first one's fine. The second one is whew, it's not so good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I like I said, I really I really enjoyed the the first one, so uh, I'm interested to see what he does what they do with the second one. But um, but yeah, I agree with you on there is a lot. I was just actually just talking with someone earlier tonight, and they there's a lot of um, uh, vileness and anger out in the world right now. Yeah. Like people are getting angry f- over the dumbest little things <laughs> right now. <laughs> and, uh, and entertainment unfortunately is one of them. It's like, really? Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very interested in seeing the Mulan movie, but it's going to be one that I do wait until it's just available on Disney plus. So, yeah, like I said, I think once there's a little bit of time, I think people are going to, the mo the mood will be people are going to enjoy it. I just yeah. right now I just I think it's I wanted to see this in theaters. Like I literally know somebody who complained about I'm never going to see this movie because I wanted to see it on a movie screen. I didn't want to see it on my TV. It's like wow. If you and you claim you love the original one that much, and now you're going to refuse to do it because you can't see it on a movie screen. Yeah, no. And that's the movie's fault. That's right. Disney's fault. That's, right. It's like come on. Like yeah. You know I understand the frustration. Because um, the new James Bond movie's been pushed back. Right. Supposedly, the new Dune trailer is supposed to drop tomorrow. Okay. As of we, as of when we record this, yeah. and like that is my literally like pro- I have probably read that book more than any other book in my life. Like I read it probably twice a year. Nice. I 
desperately want that movie to come out, and I'm not going to see it, and it pisses me off. Yeah. But there's nothing I can do about it. Right. So I'm not... Well, I'm like, not, the Black I'm Widow movie, like, I, I, I think it's going to be released in theaters. I'm not going to go see it in theaters. I'm hoping there'll be a home version. I will pay... Like, that is one that I think I would pay 30 bucks, even though I'm the only one that's going to see it. <laughs> so... Um, uh, I think a lot of people. Yeah, like, I, I still think uh, I saw something that said like the Mulan. There was an increase of something like seventy percent to uh, the subscription numbers of of Disney Plus because wow. of Mulan. Wow. Um, so I think it's still going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Um, it's just not going to be as much as they had wanted because they couldn't do a theatrical release. Right. And right. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um. So that's. Everything that I wanted to kind of cover today. Did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on? Uh, don't think so. Other okay. God, I wish conventions would come back. Yeah, I know. I wish a lot of Other things would come back right now. Joe Fest or something. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Fest, Fest happened, and um, I cannot, I cannot believe that it went on. I know. I can't. Either. Like, I understand there are multiple people who listen to this podcast who went to that. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, None of you get sick. Yeah, I really hope none of us do either. But yeah, I I have zero I have zero intention of really doing anything this year. Um, and and I know I myself, much like a lot of people out there, I have special reasons for it and everything else. But I'm just it's just not worth it for me, um, especially for, from an entertainment standpoint and everything else. I mean, if anything, that's why I'm trying to do more episodes is just to give people some entertainment at home. <laughs> um, and it's entertaining for me to do the episode, so I'm just keeping myself busy. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't need to go to conventions as much as I want to go to one. I, it's not worth it right now. Celebration should have been about a week and a half ago. Yeah. I should have been in California. Yeah. But I will say, uh, I am going to try to organize something for, uh, the end of October because whether Baltimore Con happens or not, which I can, it's got to be canceled. I'm sorry. It, well, here's the thing. Okay, for those of you who do not live in the state of Maryland, because as far as I know, I'm I'm probably the only person who listens to Star Joe's that is. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't be, but I'm sure you, like, you're not. I, I can see the, I see the numbers. Uh, you're not the only one in Maryland, but <laughs> the city of Baltimore just went to stage two. I think goes into effect on Friday. So that convention center is not opening. Yeah. Anytime soon. The yeah. state of Maryland just went to stage three last weekend. Um, and that is a hundred people for indoor events max. Right. Guess what's going to, there's more <laughs> vendors right. at Baltimore Comic Con than a hundred right. Right. people. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. I don't, they just happens. need, they just need to announce it already. Um, it's, it's gotta be some kind of insurance issue. I'm sure it is. So, so um, so whether it happens or not, which again, it's not going to happen, but, uh, I am working on trying to do a big episode, whether it be through zoom, might be through zoom. Uh, and I think then I can record it and everything else. Um, but I want to try to get together as many people on that weekend, um, that would have been at Baltimore. Uh, if you want, I can go to the convention center and sit outside. That would be fantastic. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, so stay tuned for that. If it's something that you'd be interested in doing uh, as like a Zoom meeting type thing, we'll uh, I'll I'll have details for that because my sister has. I assume she still has. I have to double check. She has a, a Zoom account like a paid for Zoom account, which allows you to bring on a lot of people and it allows you to record it and everything else. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to do something. And if she doesn't have it, I'll, I'll just maybe do it myself, uh, create one my own for myself. But, uh, as we get closer to October, I'll hopefully have some announcements when it comes to that, like when it's going to be, what time, like what day, what time and everything else. So people can plan accordingly. But yeah, I would love at the very least to get people that have gone to Baltimore with us on there and then people that haven't, haven't had the opportunity, but would love to see those of us that do go. <laughs> um, uh, it might be your first time being able to see us at least visually uh, and us see you. Um, so yeah, so stay tuned for that. If you, if that's something of interest to you, uh, just let me know. Uh, and I'll, like I said, I, I want to kind of gauge interest. See if people would be willing to do that. Well, I'm in, so. Okay, cool. Um, there's one. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I was, I was honestly thinking like that Saturday night, cause we, that's when we would have been recording an episode. So, um, and I think Saturday kind of works for more people because people that have traditional work lives, you know, Sunday, I don't want to do it Sunday night cause then you got to work on Monday and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, so, so far that my thought is that we'll do a zoom meeting that's Saturday, hopefully record it and we'll release it as an episode and it'll be our Baltimore comic con episode. So, and I'm trying to piece together like topics that we can talk about that'll be convention, somewhat convention related. So, um, so there will, there will be a plan. It won't just be mass chaos, although that's kind of what it is usually anyways, but, uh, <laughs> um, couple when you get rock going off. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, I gotta make sure Rock's gonna be there. <laughs> Just be careful what topics he picks. Right. <laughs> Especially given the political climate. Oh no, I no, I will be picking the topics. <laughs> Rock will not be picking the topics. <laughs> Get him to talk about Tarzan or something. Right, exactly. So um uh couple things I wanted to mention. Uh one is there is a Kickstarter out there and I and that's this is gonna actually be the next episode that comes out. I'm supposed to record with the guys, uh, Roger Taft and Josh, uh, Egebean. I think I'm pronouncing their names right. <clears throat> they have a Kickstarter going on right now. And you guys know I only bring up Kickstarters that I truly believe in or something that I think you guys be interested in, uh, something you want to support. Um, it's called After Action Report G.I. Joe Comic Guide. And their summary of it, I'm going to read right from the Kickstarter because I don't, I want to do it justice is the first volume of After Action Report will cover all English-language G.I. Joe and directly related titles, uh, comic books officially licensed by Hasbro, published by Marvel, Marvel UK, Blackthorn, Cyclone, and Dark Horse from the years 1982 to 1996. The After Action Report book will be an uh, in-hand guide book that is both a checklist and photo guide to all the versions of the comics that were produced. In short, After Action Report G.I. Joe Comic Guide Volume 1 will include every official English-language publication in the comic book format known to exist from the first issue of G.I. Joe or American Hero to the final issue of G.I. Joe Extreme. So, I think it's a brilliant idea for a book. Uh, I absolutely am full support of this. I, I love the idea. 
Um, they have it. It's a long Kickstarter. It has uh, 36 days to go. I think it was like a 45 day Kickstarter. So as of this recording, there's still 36 days to go. They're looking for a goal of 7,000. They're at almost 2,000 right now. I'm going to guess you're looking at it exactly like I am right now. Yes, with 30 backers on it. Yep. Uh, these guys are G.I. Joe fans. Uh, they are on the various G.I. Joe boards uh, on Facebook and everything else. Uh, I'm very excited to have them on the show. Uh, I'm supposed to record with them. As of this recording, we're recording on a Tuesday night. As of this coming Sunday, I'm supposed to have them on. And I'll probably turn the episode around pretty quickly because I want to make sure they get plenty of support. But go check it out. Uh, if you are a fan of G.I. Joe, the comic in any format you should you should totally want this book um i they give some great examples of what they're looking to do and everything else i I think it's uh something worth supporting if you're a joe fan because i think we do need a book like this out there there isn't one out there like this um you can you can find some of this information online and everything else but i don't know about you i like having that physical book in my hand that that's that nice reference book so um, so stay tuned for that episode. Uh, that'll be coming soon. Uh, but until then, please go out and support it. Uh, these guys don't know me. I don't know them. So I, I'm asking you to go out and support it without any reasoning behind it other than I think it's a cool ass idea. So, uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know the guys, but yeah, I don't, I don't know them. I just saw this pop up and I reached out to them and said, Hey, would you want to come on the show and talk about this thing? Because we do a GI Joe podcast. So. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, is, uh, so you remember earlier in the episode, I mentioned that there was the guy that reached out to me and said that he, uh, wanted his daughter to be in the book and we did that whole thing. Well, he's, he heard me on pop culture leftovers and he is a really cool guy. I've been talking with him for a while. Um, and his, his name is, um, God, where the heck is it? I just had, uh, I wanted to pronounce it right, but it's, uh, he, he goes by Christopher Houdat Edwards. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to guess he's either from Louisiana or just a Saints fan. <laughs> um, I, I'm willing to guess you're right. But anyways, uh, he, uh, has a webpage that was actually really cool. It's on, it's on Facebook right now. And the title of it's going to be misleading. When he started telling me about it, I was like, Hey, I would be happy to mention that on the show. Um, and he's like, Oh, that would be awesome. He wasn't asking me to do this again. It was just something that I saw and thought was cool. If you go on Facebook and look up Edwards technology and security, I'm telling you right now, the name is going to throw you off because it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> um, their about says we offer 3d modeling and printing. We are also FAA licensed UAV pilots to provide your aerial photography and videography needs. Um, when you go onto the, the Facebook page for, for it, you can see like these cool 3d printings that they do. The guy is a geek. He has like this, uh, laser, uh, printing that he did of a daredevil cover comic cover. He has a 3d model printing of the Terminator head. Um, he's been working on the Thundercats logo because he's playing around with that laser printer and stuff like that. Uh, he does some Legend of Zelda stuff. Like, it's cool. I, I would go check him out. Um, and, uh, he said he, he's even thinking about possibly maybe doing like some type of contest or something like that where people can get something. Um, he hasn't decided yet, but, uh, I would say it's, if you like seeing 3D printing and some cool geeky stuff, 
uh, go check this out. Check him out on uh, on Facebook. So, uh, and like I said, it's called Edwards Technology and Security. Uh, the last two things to mention are our sponsors, uh, Dudes in Toyland. I mentioned them earlier that there was an episode with me on that. And then Just Roll With It, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast done by Jonathan Morgantini. Uh, I, I think he's still doing the show. I've seen posts every once in a while from him. I don't know how often they're doing them, but uh, but I know that he was still doing them for, for a while. I need to look it up to see if he's still putting out new episodes. But it was a um, it is a... Dungeons and Dragons game taking place in the setting of Middle Earth. So if you're a Lord of the Rings fan and a role playing fan, uh, it's right up your alley. So uh, that is everything. Uh, Grub, how can people find you? Facebook. I mean, I technically have a Twitter account, but I never, I'm never on there. So. <laughs> Facebook, the fan, the Star Joe's pages, and whatnot. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so uh, you can find Star Joe's at StarJoe's.com. Uh, that pretty much everything is there, uh, and uh, we have a group page and a fan page. Uh, if you ask to join the group page, I'll approve it as soon as I see it. Uh, I will tell you, I always look to see who is requesting to join because, and f- and it's not because I'm stalking people. It's because I want to make sure they're not spam bots because I'm, I want to avoid that. So I, I do look to see like, when did you join Facebook? And do you actually have a true Facebook profile? Like, even if you just joined Facebook like a month ago, but you have like family and friends you're connected to and stuff like that, I'll approve your, your request. Uh, if you have no cover photo and you have, uh, two friends and it looks like you joined Facebook last week, I'm probably not going to approve you. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and uh, and I would also say uh, just because I've I had to do it recently, keep things civil uh, when it comes to the fan page, when it comes to the group page. You absolutely can have different opinions from other people, but please uh, don't resort to attacking other people. Uh, we've had the fan page for ten years, over ten years, and we have seventy five hundred people on on the fan page. Uh, I know most of them don't listen to the episodes. Uh, I wish more of them did, but it's okay. Um, but you, you missed the you missed the opportunity to say be excellent. Yes, <laughs> and party on, dude. Um, but I don't know about that, but yes. especially now. <laughs> yes, please be excellent to each other, um, because uh, the first time in over ten years, I had to actually block someone from the page because. When things get a little out of hand, I'll step in and say, hey, guys, come on, we don't do that here. Let's not get nasty with each other. And usually everyone takes a step back and goes, okay, yeah, sorry, everything's fine. This person didn't. This person kept giving me reasons. And then when I did block him, he messaged me on Facebook and tried to plead his case. Not plead his case, but kind of like gave me shit on there for it. And I said, look, if you don't want... If you're not going to start crap, I'll give you a second chance. But if you can't, if you have to resort to that stuff, then we'll just part our separate ways. Um, it's I, as I put it to many people, I'm too old to put up with a bunch of bullshit, uh, and I'm not even that old. So, <laughs> um, so I love the fact that we have a community that uh, typically does respect each other's opinions. Uh, even if they're, if you, if you don't agree with them, uh, and can have civil conversations. And I want to keep it that way. Um, it was regrettable. I don't like having to block anybody. Um, but it, it absolutely was called for in that case. Um, uh, so, Hey, one time in 10 years, not too bad. <laughs> so, um, well, I should say 
twice in 10 years. There was one person on the group page, too. There was one person on the fan page and one person on the group page that had to be blocked recently. Um, and, I, and, again, I take no pleasure in that whatsoever. But uh, check out the fan page. Check out the group page. We do have a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, the group page especially because you guys get to post whatever you want and everyone gets to see it. The fan page, you guys can post stuff and people can see it, but it doesn't get the same exposure as, like, the stuff that Chuck and I post. Uh, that's just how fan pages work. So it's not that we don't want people to see your stuff. It's just not that's not how it usually works out on a fan page. So uh, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, and as I mentioned earlier, there is a Star Joe's YouTube page uh, channel where I do reviews of comics and sometimes give other... Uh, thoughts and reviews on movies, TV, and just stuff that might be happening in the Star Joe's uh, world. So when it comes to those things. So with that, uh, Grub, will you be able to do the closing with me? Sure. All right. So with that, we'll go ahead and say the Force will be with you. Because no one else is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Party on, dudes! (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) 